I hope you have your Bible with you. You can turn so long to Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. We'll get there in a moment's time. Now, as we prepare our hearts for communion, I'd like to briefly share with you what I've entitled, One Thing is Needed. Would you please say that with me? One thing is needed. And we find this phrase in a story that we're about to read. But before I get into that passage of scripture in Luke 10, let me just read to you something from John 17, verse three. And this is what it says. It says, and this is eternal life. What is eternal life? that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So, what is eternal life? You know what eternal life is all about? It is about knowing God. It is about knowing Jesus. <laughs> it's so beautiful when we realize that it's actually quite simple. And as we walk closely with the Lord, you and I can truly experience life with a capital L. Life which is abundant, as the word says, which is life with advantage. It is certainly, folks, all about knowing Jesus. Do you realize it? It's about knowing Jesus. This is why Choose Life Church exists. We exist to get people to know Jesus. That's why our motto is helping people know Jesus. And also when people then come to know Jesus, it's also about getting to know him in a deepening and an ever-increasing way. It's not like you say, well, I know Jesus now, and that's it. No, we forever are going deeper in our walk with the Lord now. There's this beautiful story in Luke chapter 10, about Mary and what she is doing is she is sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I believe that it'll be good to focus on this for a few brief moments now, especially this time where we are getting towards the end of this year 2020. And I'm of the opinion that many people are feeling tired. Many people are feeling a bit lethargic and almost listless and and it's been such a demanding year, am I right? I mean, for, for many of us, it's been the most demanding year that we have ever faced. And right now, we can just recenter and focus our hearts on one thing that is needed and being encouraged by this. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, you can follow in your Bible, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, he spoke to her lovingly, 
My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details, but only one thing, there is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it. In the NLT, I underlined that. Mary discovered something here. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. That last verse, verse 42, in the New King James Version says, but one thing is needed. That's what we're talking about. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And I was just thinking about the story. It must have been amazing that here, Martha has Jesus come and visit with his disciples. Can you just imagine for a moment if all of a sudden you hear that in an hour's time, Jesus is coming to your house this afternoon for lunch. What would you do? What would you do? Would you go and raid the, the deep freeze and look for those frozen dinners or, or something like that? You know, those lasagnas or, or a frozen pizza? <laughs> what would you do? You're thinking, this is Jesus. This is God. Are you going to rush out and go get some steers takeaways or something? Probably you would, I don't know, you would want to prepare a, a homemade meal if at all possible or I don't know, it would just be quite overwhelming and it's not only Jesus, it's his disciples that are coming as well and they literally come in and, and Jesus is going to come sit in your lounge. Wow, just imagine how wonderful this would be. Maybe you say, I wouldn't even care about food, I'm just going to be at the feet of Jesus. Well, apparently that is what Mary did. <laughs> But just imagine, because it actually happened. And I would guess this wasn't really expected that Jesus would be coming. But in all of this, we see some beautiful things being brought across, in particular, a heart of a lady by the name of Mary. And she determined, I'm gonna get everything that I can out of this time with the master. And I'm just gonna be with Jesus, no matter what. And so the focus of the story is not so much on doing things for Jesus, but on being with him, on being in his presence. Listen to this statement. Even though we live in a Martha world, we can have a merry heart. Don't you like that? I wanna have a merry heart. And so I see that there are basically two things that Mary did here which are an example to us, perhaps a key. And the first of these two simple keys is Mary sat at the Lord's feet. Notice the posture, both the physical posture as well as the spiritual posture there, which is one of humility. And so what was happening? Essentially, Mary was taking the time to be with Jesus. Mary was treating it as a priority to be in his presence. And can I say to you that you and I should do likewise, that it is a priority to be in the Lord's presence. That is a priority to sometimes just put on a song of worship and just be quiet with the Lord and just worship the Lord. It is a priority to sometimes just take your Bible and go sit on your bed for 10, 15 minutes and just read the word and be at the feet of Jesus in the presence of the Lord Jesus. So what was Mary doing? She sat at the Lord's feet. 
Also take note that Mary was listening. That's the Bible says that too. She sat at the Lord's feet firstly. And secondly, she was listening. When you are close to the Lord Jesus, I wanna tell you that you need to listen because he loves to talk to you. He loves to give you ideas about how you can be effective in that thing that you're facing at work. He loves to give you uh, thoughts from his heart about insecurities that you're facing so that you are established and you don't allow fear and anxiety in your heart. God loves it when we're at his feet and listening because you know what? He has the words of life to calm your troubled heart, to bring direction, to drop a whisper into your heart. And as a result of that, you respond to what God is initiating and your life becomes richer in God. So those two simple keys, sat at the Lord's feet and listening. And so as she was listening, she was attentive to the heart of Jesus and she was listening to his whispers and we need to do the same. And I just also wanna say this, we must not overcomplicate what it means to abide with the Lord Jesus, what it means to seek that one thing. Many times, the things of the kingdom of God are very simple. They are accessible for children. <laughs> and so I wanna make it clear to you, this thing of abiding in the presence of God, because Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me. That's what it is. What was happening here with Mary, she was abiding with Jesus. She was having a beautiful close moment with Jesus. And I wanna tell you, this is so simple, children can do it. And that's why the scripture in Matthew 11 verse 25, I found significant because it says, you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and you have revealed them to little children. <laughs> Sometimes you might think, well, maybe if I could spend time with a theological professor who could talk to me about the Hebrew and the Greek and bring greater understanding of exactly what this text is saying. Maybe then I could abide with the Lord. But you know what? Sometimes it's a case that it's hidden from the wise and the learned and God has just allowed little children, little 10-year-old kid in our, in our kids' church can understand the presence of God. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And so I wanna say to you, this is really simple just being in the presence of Jesus. It can happen during worship time. It can happen as you drive into work. Maybe you're alone in your car, you put on a song of worship, and even though you're driving along, you just know that you're with the Lord in that moment. It can happen as you're putting your head on the pillow at night, and you're just whispering some prayers to God, and you are just at the feet of Jesus in His presence. So let's not overcomplicate it. Now, there's this phrase called one thing. Please say one thing that since I was young, it is a phrase that caught my attention. This phrase caught my attention. And I discovered that it is not only here in the story with Mary and Martha that this one thing is uh, appearing, but there are two other places in the Bible where this phrase and the idea behind it occurs. And one of the uh, such instances is Psalm 27, verse four. I'll read it to you. Here, David, the man that had that heart after God, David said one thing, there it is. I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, 
to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So David knew something about this one thing. Let me say this, years ago, I remember, I was probably about 14 years of age. With our youth, I went on an outreach to KwaZulu-Natal and we were doing outreaches in schools over the school holidays. In, in out, it was school holidays for us, but not for the kids in uh, Deban, you know? Anyhow, so there we are, and we are going from school to school, busy doing outreaches, and every morning we would have devotions, and Pastor Greg Haswell used to be my youth pastor at that point in time. You know Greg, he has preached here on at least two occasions. And so Greg Haswell would have devotions, and the one morning, right on the Durban beachfront, we had devotions. And you know what the scripture was that uh, Greg read? It was this one. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. And you know what? As he read that, it made an impression on me because it's, it kind of stirred in my heart and I thought, wow, this man, this youth leader of mine, he means business with God. He's serious after God. And that made an indelible mark, an impression. One thing, and I never forgot that scripture also, the other place where the one thing is found is Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14. And here, the apostle Paul says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing, there it is, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And what was basically Paul? He was basically saying, listen, my heart has been captivated by Christ, by Jesus, and I set my affection on him. That's why he said, that I may know him, that I may know Jesus. And so David understood the one thing. Paul understood the one thing. And I wanna ask you today, do you understand that essentially it is one thing, it is about falling in love with Jesus. That is it. And then in your life that you have times where you spend special times with the Lord and you just love on Him, you worship Him, you come to church, you worship Him in His presence. And I realize that our lives are not a continual quiet time, if I can put it that way, because you're at work, you're doing stuff, you, you're dropping the kids off at school, you're handling all sorts of things, but I believe that we can still carry the sanctuary in our hearts. Can I get an amen? That one thing, that one thing. And I just wanna say this as well. Do you realize that you can touch the heart of Jesus Many times when we are, so to speak, at the feet of Jesus, we are thinking about, well, I need to receive, I need to be encouraged and so on. But I wanna tell you that Mary, when she was at the feet of Jesus, she wasn't inactive. She also did something for Jesus in that I believe she touched Jesus' heart by her proximity. I really believe that Jesus was greatly ministered to by Mary's closeness. And I wanna remind you that God made you to have relationship with him. This is not a one-way street where God just talks to you, but you also talk to him. And can I tell you, dear child of God, that you can touch the heart of Jesus as you just talk to him in prayer, as you just worship him. 
You can touch the heart of God and many people don't realize this, but I wanna tell you your worship matters to God because it greatly touches the heart of God. And let me ask this to you. Do you know that it was this same Mary that sat at the feet of Jesus that would later anoint Jesus' feet with that costly oil, that costly perfume? Do you know it was the same Mary? (laughs) Initially, when I heard that, I didn't realize it. And then I read it, I thought, no, it can't be. And then I checked it out, and it's found in John 2, uh, sorry, uh, John 12, verse 2 and 3. And I found that this was amazing because the significance is this. Mary discovered something at Jesus' feet and she was forever changed and she desired to be at Jesus' feet again. There is the significance right there. She realized by being at Jesus' feet, it was amazing. And so she purposed in her heart at a later stage that she would take her most this most incredibly expensive perfume and she would anoint the feet of Jesus. It was the same Mary, why? Because she discovered something. She discovered that one thing and she wanted to experience it again. She discovered being at the feet of Jesus and she loved to place herself at the feet of Jesus again. Listen to what one theologian says. I'm drawing to a close and then we're into communion. This theologian, his name is Charles uh, Erdman. He says, While the master does appreciate all that we undertake for him, he knows that our first need is to sit at his feet and to learn his will. And then in our tasks, we shall be calm and peaceful and kindly. And at last, our service may attain the the perfectness of that of Mary when she poured Uh, when in a much later scene, she poured upon the feet of Jesus the ointment, that perfume which still fills the word today because Jesus said that Mary's story would be told as a testimony throughout all the world that they would hear about it. Wow. When you have tasted Jesus, tasted the loving, precious presence of Jesus, that one thing, you will forever desire him because nothing satisfies like our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I'm here encouraging you at the end of this year, child of God, I'm wanting to say to you that one thing is needed. One thing is needed. Amen. Do you receive the word of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Now, we're gonna partake in communion right now. And I'm gonna ask that you have the elements ready, the bread first and then the cup. And we're gonna close off our time in the presence of the Lord by partaking in communion. And I wanna remind you that this is an honor to partake in communion. It is a true honor. And this is open to everyone who loves Jesus and knows Jesus, you can partake in communion. And would you allow me to read the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. Paul the apostle is speaking. Paul says the following, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, 
which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And we're doing that today. It says in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's lift up the bread. Father, as your people both here and those watching lift up the bread before you this morning, we thank you for the joy of partaking in the covenant meal. And indeed, this is holy communion. As we break this bread, we remind ourselves, Lord Jesus, of what you went through and the price you paid on the cross and the suffering that you endured, but you endured it because of your great love for us. And so we thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. Thank you for paying. Thank you for paying the penalty for our sins, the body of the Lord broken for you. And now, Heavenly Father, we lift up the cup in your presence. We know that as the bread spoke of the body of Jesus, that the cup represents and symbolizes the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also just take a moment to say, Lord Jesus, if there are things that we have said or done lately that haven't been right, we just confess it to you. And we confess that you are our righteousness. But we thank you, Lord, for the covenant relationship that we are in with you. And we thank you for the immense pleasure of partaking in the covenant meal, the blood of the Lord shed for you. Now may I encourage you just to have a few moments of your eyes closed before the Lord and may I urge you to let gratitude just rise in your heart. Gratitude and thankfulness arise in your heart for all that God has done for you and also to realize that He loves you. <laughs> he loves you, child of God. The Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And so, Father, we just want to say that we thank you that we are in a relationship with you where the good work you started, you will be faithful to complete it to the day of your coming. Thank you, Lord, today for the time of worship. Thank you for the time of being around your word. One thing is needed. Thank you for the time of communion. And we thank you for all your goodness. Lord, now I bless your people. And I say, the Lord bless you. Would you receive this as from your Father? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of His smile upon you and give you peace. And all God's people say, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.